I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, and welcome to SyrupCast 71. The Raptors got murdered last night, so we only have a couple more opportunities to use Corey Joseph before the playoffs end. So let's just get right into it. Hey, this is Corey Joseph, and you listen to the Mobile Syrup Podcast. What a week it was. We had Google I.O., but let's not uh, kid ourselves. That wasn't the most important news this week. More important, my man Patrick, what's coming back? The Razor. The Razor's coming back, maybe. Um, Motorola released a teaser for their, I think it's June 9th when their event is. And it looks like they could be changing the X brand to something related to the Razor, possibly a Z, which could indicate the Razor thing. So they released this cool trailer um, last night where... It was a total throwback to what it looked like for me being in high school. Everyone walking around with like super cool emo haircuts and mm-hmm. and razor phones. Um, and I think I think uh, the, I know that they're playing off the nostalgia with the marketing stuff, but uh, hit me hit me right in the feels. Yeah, I thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I made an egregious error and forgot to introduce everyone. Uh, so before we get into more uh, and Matt's uh, what Matt hopes Motorola brings back. Uh, why don't we all just say hi first? So, starting with Rose. Hi, this is Rose, back again. Hi, this is Matt, also back again. <laughs> hi, this is Jess, third time here. And uh, this is Patrick. I'm here to talk about the Razor, and that's it. <laughs> uh, so, Matt, uh, before the pod, you were saying you So, were... yeah, before the pod, everyone was really happy about the Razor, but they're missing the point. They mm-hmm. need to bring back the StarTac. That's the phone to bring back, okay? Because that was the original Motorola flip phone, and it had the extendable antenna. Mm-hmm. You, could, you pull it with your teeth, oh, and you flip it open, <laughs> and then nothing in the world mattered that two seconds of enjoyment you had. Okay, my question okay? is, did you literally pull it open with your teeth every Every time single time. It? Every single time. Half toothpick, half antenna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, that's what you, you call double usage, right? There. Exactly. That's what you call useful. Um, I don't know. I, I still think the razor is better. It's just so sleek. You can just cut butter with it. It's oh, just no. like a knife. Could you actually cut butter with it? Was that something we just tricked ourselves into believing? Of course you could. The razor was the definition of flip phone swag. It was flip phone swag. Before swag became like came into the modern lexicon. It was the phone yeah. that like, <laughs> like everybody I knew had, it seemed like, for three years. Because there's three versions of it, right? There's the first one. Yeah, like, it had a long shelf life. Oh, yeah, it was the phone. Like, there was no other phone. It was everywhere. Everyone had it. Like, it was the phone to have. And then the iPhone came, and the Razer disappeared. Yeah. Well, I feel like for a phase there, the LG slider, at my high school at least, and maybe it was because, you know, it wasn't a high-income school, but, like, the LG slider was kind of kicking the Razer out of contention for Mm -hmm. a bit. I never owned... Uh, a razor did anyone actually have one i did, I did yeah I did, so yeah. they were released in, uh, it was released in 2004 right so for a feature phone to have obviously there were multiple versions but for like i guess this was just a different time right like mid-aughts were 
It's a, a heady time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a time to be alive. I know, right? Oh like, gosh. emo band is abundant. American Idol is still a thing. I mean, gosh. <laughs> I was so awkward and pimply. I, I, I was too. <laughs> not that I'm still not awkward, so. I had a sweet emo haircut. Yeah. Did any of you guys use pagers? No, 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 no. So that was a bit one. before our time, right? So my time, my time. Before my yeah. time. I'm old, so yeah. Yeah, I use pager. Tell us about the pager it was, lifestyle. It was terrible. I mean, I, I mean, it was good to have when you were cool back then, mm-hmm. but everyone thought you were like a drug dealer. Like that's <laughs> the only reason you had a pager, right? <laughs> yeah. Which I, which I wasn't, but I had one, and and it, they got really cool because like after like not only can you get a number, then eventually like Motorola came with a pager where you can actually get like texts on the pager. Oh. Like, that was huge. Yeah. And then the star text. So someone could text you and tell you specifically what type of drugs. They exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for that person, for that drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we're going to the June 9th event. Uh, so. Hopefully, uh, they announced a new Razer, and as well as the Project Tango phone that nice. never got announced at I.O. Yeah. I.O., what a tame and boring press conference. Yeah. Well, that was my, what did everyone else think? Um, I, I didn't think it, so yeah, it was pretty tame, but I didn't think it was that horrible. I mean, with mm-hmm. the, the Daydream stuff, um, which I guess for those that don't know, it's, it's Google's new VR platform that is also a proof of concept for VR headsets and a controller as well. So it's sort of this system that they're putting in place, or this these, um, I don't want to say regulations, parameters that they're putting in place um, to encourage Android manufacturers. Guidelines, yeah. yeah guidelines, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. you would call them. Uh, to build headsets in a specific way and to release phones that meet, meet these certain um, parameters as well. So I, I guess beyond daydream or daydreaming, uh, what was everyone's favorite uh, kind of announcement from IO starting with, with you, Rose? Um, I would say it was Google Assistant. Okay. Um, that was what was most exciting to me. Mm-hmm. So the Google Home device looks great. I think there's a lot of room for Google Home to take over from Alexa because Amazon just wouldn't seem to have the same resources to be able to improve on an AI like that, mm-hmm. right? And keep it, you know, so I think that that Google can probably overtake it with the home. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as for the Google, sort of the Google Assistant in the chatbot um, feature of it, so mm-hmm. you, it, for its use in Allo, mm-hmm. I was pretty excited about that at first. Uh, for me, I always think, oh, that's a cool feature. And then I think about the privacy issues second. But when that yeah. came to a head and people started talking about it, I realized, okay, this is this is an issue. And Google has been known to, um, you know, use its it, it's it's a biased company, mm-hmm. you know, like it's it's a for profit company, and yet it owns technology that ever that is ubiquitous that everybody uses. So mm-hmm. I definitely see that as an issue, and I think with. Google Assistant in Allo, um, there's a lot of room for stuff like targeted ads and um, I'm sure anti-competition be, Yeah, it's totally going to be targeted ads. So, uh, yeah. yeah, before we uh, get into the privacy, uh, yeah, just right, apologies right. for the background noise, a noise, excuse me, there's a sound effects uh, studio above us and they refuse to invest in sound baffling. And so They do this every Friday. Too, and I they think. do this yeah. every Friday. Um, uh, Matt, what was your favorite announcement? It was definitely Google Assistant. Um, like Everything they said was pretty cool, but I think the whole problem is like they're introducing another chat program, which yeah. we have Hangouts, so that's going to be like 
I don't know, like what's happening with Hangouts. Yes, they're going to keep it. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep maintaining it. And Hangouts is not a great chat program. Mm-hmm. So what are we, everyone going to switch to Allo? That's the thing with Google. It's like they don't stick to one thing. Absolutely. So nothing ever gets refined. But yeah. it's cool. Like I think the whole assistant thing is cool. And to talk about privacy, the whole privacy thing always comes up when there's like a new listening device, right? Yeah. Like the, I remember when the Moto X came out and it was mm-hmm. always listening to you to say hello Moto or whatever. That was a big deal. But mm-hmm. the same thing's going to happen with uh, the, the Google Home device and people are just going to get over it in like three months and I don't care about it yeah it's like you know we're just used to right uh, tech companies just collecting all our data but so. the thing is like everything you have in your house are like most electronics in your house can technically listen to you anyways if, if, you know like a hacker does what they have to do like yeah. I mean yeah. there really is never any privacy unless you like are completely off the grid, you know, right. so. Yeah, so I think the issue, you know, with the Google specifically is that Allo works on, like, it has, like, you know, one of the selling features is, like, that it can predict, create predictive text for you right. or, like, respond for you. And it does that by just scrubbing everything you write, right? Yeah. So um, it's just another tool in Google's toolbox where they're collecting creating this complete profile of you as a, as a person in the digital world, right? So I think that's that's where kind of my issue is with yeah. it, right? And like, But the thing is, like, at some point, if you yeah. want your life to get more automated and things be done for easier sure. for you, there's right. going to have to be some sort of invasion of privacy, yeah. right? Yeah. It doesn't matter how, like, invasive it is or not. That's like, so true. Yeah. You can't, there has to be that. You can't. Well, yeah, you can't have it either. You can't have yeah. it one way or the other, you know? You like, can't have it both ways. Exactly. I mean, so. I will say at least, you know, like, there is somewhat of a compromise with Allo in that there is the incognito mode, right? Um, it's just weird. Like, it doesn't have end-to-end encryption normally. It just has it in this one mode. And right. it's cool that it has, you know, like, the uh, messages that expire and just get deleted. Uh, and, and there's no trace of what you wrote to you and your friend, right? Like, and Tom Warren from The Word was joking, like, this is the perfect sexting app. But there's, like, a lot of legitimate uses. <laughs> yeah, no, there is. Not that sexting, right. like, holy shit, or excuse me, uh... <laughs> holy, like, you know, sex the most natural thing in the world, but there's totally other uses for, like, right. just Business, wanting you... Whatever, yeah, right? Right, so... Uh, but I still think Allo is encrypted, too. It's just not yeah. end-to-end. Yeah. It's still encrypted. Yeah, it's yeah. just not end-to-end. That was, yeah. that was yeah. the thing with it, too, and I think yeah. during the presentation, a lot of people sort of ran with it, thinking the whole thing is encrypted. Yeah. There's a lot of stories on a lot of Android enthusiast uh, websites that were mm-hmm. for sort of lauding the encryption. Yeah. But really, it's, it's just the inc- incognito mode that right. has an end encryption, which yeah. is awesome. It's a step in the right direction from Google, for sure. Yeah, but I don't... Th- so, like, the kind of issue some people took... It's not... Privacy is not the selling point. It's, like, kind of surveillance is the right. selling point in that, like... You know, it is scrubbing all your data. Uh, but Jess, what did you wanted to first say a point about Allo, and then obviously give us your favorite? Um, the only thing I was going to say is that I feel like they did that with several of the announcements mm-hmm. that they made. That they didn't reveal everything about mm-hmm. it. They really mm-hmm. alluded to like my original story for Allo that I wrote about it said it had end-to-end encryption yeah. because yeah. that's what the announcement was, yeah. and it yeah. didn't include the incognito mode at all. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's also it's a developer presentation, mm-hmm. right? So they, they don't break things down to a level that us lowly journalists can, so. can, can sort of get, uh, glean all the information that we need to from. Um, so that's part of the problem yeah. too. Like I had the exact same impression as you when I first watched it. Um, I, I thought that it was encryption for the whole thing, right? And it wasn't until I, I read the story that, that Igor pointed out on, on Motherboard that I mm-hmm. actually sort of 
put two and two together and, and realized how it actually works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other thing is everything's like they're like, and we're gonna release this six months from now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Later this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do, I do. However, think that Daydream is somewhat of a game changer in some ways, though, because mm-hmm. um, as cool as cardboard was, it's it's a piece of cardboard that you strap to your face, right? <laughs> yeah, and as awesome as uh, the the gear uh, Gear VR is, it only works with Samsung devices. Right. This is like. Uh, a platform that they're making that's going to work across a wide range of devices, right? So, likely if you're buying a new Android phone in the next, when it, I think it's November 2016 when they're coming out, yeah. it's probably going to be Daydream certified, right? Sure. And but, there's going to be a yeah. bunch of different headsets. So this opens up the concept of mobile VR, well, not not just mobile VR, but VR to a wider audience. Right. But, you know, so the issue I see, it's like every Android product, you know, the best version of it is going to be from Google, and then if you buy, like, from HTC or Samsung, you're probably going to get some, first of all, some skin version of it. Yeah. But it's never going to have the latest, greatest software updates, yeah. right? But thankfully, Google is making one, yeah. which we found out last night, which yeah. is awesome. Because right. at first, it seemed like they weren't, right? Like right. We yeah. didn't know for sure. Oh, yeah. It didn't look like an actual product. They're yeah. like, this is just, you know, a, a, a blueprint. And then they're like, <laughs> wait, wait, no, guys, yeah. we are making one. Yeah. We are making one, yeah. Um, so sorry, uh, Jess, we interrupted you. What was your uh, pick? I was actually going to say Daydream also yeah, cool. because I would agree with you in saying that it is a game changer, but also because I think that kind of gives Apple a kick in the pants to start <laughs> developing a VR platform mm-hmm. of their own because mm-hmm. now yeah. that Android will have um, a VR platform that works across a wide range of devices, like you yeah. said. There's a whole yeah. other side of the iPhones, of the uh, excuse me, smartphone spectrum that won't have access to it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, uh, I've said this times, uh, several times before, but I think they're just, like, you know, the issue on with phones is the best phones get to QHD resolution, right? They don't get to 4K. Right. And I think, Matt, you were telling me you need something like 8K. Yeah, between mm-hmm. 4 and 8K, like, to have, yeah. like, a really good experience. Right? right? Like, I mean, your phone will die in one second. If that <laughs> yeah, right? If that ever turn on. Yeah, yeah and, like, like, just imagine the performance. You'll get, like, point. maybe, like... Yeah. 20 minutes of like not battery. even yeah, yeah right 20 minutes of just starting the phone uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah so I think you know like Apple clearly sees that and is like we can wait yeah they can right? wait they're gonna wait till yeah. it's like they're it may- ready to make it like perfect yeah like, that's what they do right? yeah that's so, their MO yeah. I think yeah. 4K is like 4K on mobile VR is one of the main reasons for that existing to me yeah. for having 4K that's the only reason to have a 4K screen on the screen yeah. there's no other reason like because you can't see yeah, it even 1080p to QHD like it's really hard yeah so and speaking about things that Apple wants to catch up on there was a rumor recently that they want to do wireless charging but in a way that people haven't done it before Mm -hmm. so that would be you know like true contactless wireless charging and people think that because they've hired like a a dozen wireless charging experts over the past two years and may I just say I want to put forward this thought now that I believe Apple is going to either buy back or just partner with the former creators of Siri Mm -hmm. with their new AI that they're developing now called Viv Mm -hmm. and probably turn that into a voice recognition device. That is what I believe. Hot take. Yeah. That's a hot take. Interesting. Um, so no love for Google Home, the uh, aspirin. I, I, I want Google Home. I mean, I have like all the smart things in my house. Yeah. I have uh-huh. the few light bulbs. I've, I have the lamps. And it's all expert. Yeah. <laughs> and a uh, certain one named Alexa. Yeah. Yes. And I, I have it linked together through uh, 
Amazon Echo and Alexa, and like I can walk into my apartment and say, turn on this specific room, turn on this light. <laughs> and it's super cool and futuristic and awesome, but uh, Echo is not available here, right? No. And it's probably never coming here, because as we all know, Amazon doesn't really care about Canada. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, it's Unless more, you want to buy a Kindle. Unless, yeah, unless yeah. you want to buy a Kindle. <laughs> yeah. But it's more, it's more uh, than likely that the, the Google Home will come here, so it'll be our first activated. And you know, activated yeah. now that I think about it, the only reason the Kindle is probably available in Canada is because Kobo was Canadian, and they're like, well, we have to murder them, so yeah. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll throw those Canadians a bone. Exactly. Right. Amazon is so vicious. Yeah. That's just like their whole business plan is like, how can we be vicious? Yeah, <laughs> just, that's Jeff, yeah. So, Patrick, you have an Alexa, right? Yes, I do. So, and this is what I was thinking of Google Home. Um, like, Do you feel like, okay, you live in an apartment, I'm not sure how big your apartment is, but let's say you lived in, let's say, a 1,500 square foot place, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't you feel you need more than one Alexa, or do you feel like one Alexa or one Google Home is enough? Thankfully, my apartment is small enough that I don't have to worry about that issue. But if I did live in like a bigger yeah. place, that that would be a problem. So if like someone, so what's the smaller use? Echo called? Uh, the Dot. The Dot. The Echo. Yeah. So that's where it comes in. I feel. Um, there's also one, and the name escapes me right now. That is just like it hooks up to a, a wireless speaker. So right. it's just a mic and it hooks up to a speaker, and I think it's way cheaper. And, so and you can still talk to it. And yeah, you can still talk to it. So I think the idea is that you have one hub, like right. one Alexa full size hub, in like your kitchen or whatever. Right. And then you have mm-hmm. these other ones in in other rooms of, of your house. So I guess for Google Home, we need like three Google Homes. Well, with Google Home, and I'm not clear yet. You can um, probably use your phone. You right? can use you can use uh, Bluetooth speakers. Oh, you can. Um, but I'm assuming that that Bluetooth speaker would have to have a mic yeah. in order mm-hmm. to pick up and send uh, what you're saying to Google Home. And there would probably be like a delay, right? But right. we don't really know how any of that's going to work yet. But they did talk about that um, during I.O., mentioning that it was able to hook up to various Bluetooth yeah. speakers. And I assume those Bluetooth speakers would have to have like bi-directional mics. It's just like a crappy microphone. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. A terrible experience. And I, yeah. like, I, when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about this last night when I was playing around with the Echo. I don't think that... Um, like, I don't know of a Bluetooth uh, speaker that has a mic built Neither into it, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I really don't know how that's going to work. So I think the compatibility with Bluetooth speakers is so you can do, like, you can play the same song in multiple rooms. It's They just added that to Chromecast Audio a couple yeah. months back. Um, but I think because it is a Google product, right, it's going to have a hook into Android. So you'll just be able to, like, maybe, like, launch Google Now and be like, Hey Google Home, like so, okay. you know, like so, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes it really easy to scale the this hub across the entire home because it does right? work with Chromecast too, right? They said that as well. Yeah, Chromecast audio, yeah, yeah. So, and then, and, and probably Chromecast reg- just a regular. Person. I mean, it's a much nicer looking device than Echo. Not that the Echo is ugly, but like it's it's a more it looks stout, more austere yeah, yeah it's yeah. a more stout form factor yeah. um people said it looks like a salt shaker yeah. <laughs> it does look like yeah. a salt shaker it's true yeah. and it has like those led lights on the top so what do you guys think of like like with alexa it's like hey alexa like people i've heard people actually say mm. calling it an alexa device. oh i talk to alexa all the time yeah but you probably don't call it echo anymore like you just call it oh yeah yeah an alexa so what do you think about like google home being okay google it doesn't feel as personal it's i like true. that you know Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
know what? It's weird, but I kind of like that it's less a personal move. Yeah. I've always felt like giving it a name was kind of kitschy and almost like presumptive in a way. Like, I don't know if I really want to be friends with this AI. I just want to use it. I want to be best friends with it. Yeah. So, but for me, I kind of enjoy that. And another person at The Verge pointed out that it is different from the uh, quote-unquote slightly icky practice of uh, it always being a female servant. <laughs> Which... But I think mm. it's it's probably still a female voice. Is the it definitely yeah. and is she? Mm-hmm. I think they actually altered the tone. Mm-hmm. It's like a so it, female, well, so it sounds more like Siri in a sense, or more and more like Alexa, right? Like there's a very like just to my ear, it sounded like they had yeah. altered it. Yeah, uh, they, they didn't give it a name though. Or anything no, it's like just that. Google Home, yeah. right? The only problem is like marketing perspective. Like I think yeah. Alexa sounds like. I mean, you're gonna remember Alexa. You're not gonna remember. Yeah. Her. Well, they're they're putting oh, okay, Google Home. Yeah, they're putting Alexa in different devices yeah. now too. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. No, that's true. From a marketing standpoint, it doesn't make much yeah. sense. It's pretty just uniform, uh, standard name. Well, also if they had given, um, okay, Google an actual name, it would have looked more like they were trying to copy what Amazon that's did true. to Alexa. That's, that's true. a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, like, I.O. felt so samey this year, right? Because it's like, we have a Snapchat competitor. Yeah. We have an Echo competitor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, um, and then, like, the really cool, or and we have, like, an Oculus competitor. Yeah. Like, yep. The one really cool thing that they were supposed to talk about, Project Tango, and everyone's like, oh, they're going to talk about this. They're going to talk yep. about this. And Clay uh, Bavor, right, uh, the head of their um, VR division, he's like, well, you know, Project Tango and Daydream are in the same building, so, like, extrapolate from there in the following keynote. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they didn't say anything, so... Um, they did, They did like, demo presentations, like, tech things of what Project yeah. Tango's capable of. Like, I saw pictures of people that were at I.O., mm-hmm. and there's something with, like, a Nerf gun yeah. and, and uh, Project Tango, like, an augmented reality game. Yeah. Um, I mean... But they didn't say anything, like, yeah. and so, what it's going to look like in terms of retail. Yeah, and so Project Tango, for those who uh, don't know, it's it was developed by Google's ATAP Lab. So, and it, what it is, it's a kind of a dual camera setup for... Uh, smartphone and it adds a bunch of sensors so that uh, can, so that a smartphone or Android phone, excuse me, can uh, scan a room you're in and then kind of map it and then it kind of creates all these uh, augmented reality uh, opportunities. And the more I thought about it, um, the more I, I came to realize that Project Tango is an old idea repackaged to be more consumable for people. So what this basically is, it's Google Glass without the headset, right? <laughs> uh, and one of the issues with Google Glass was that glass holes, right? People right. always yeah. like, there was that social stigma of wearing um, yep. a headset or like the glasses on you, right? Um, whereas this, you package it in a smartphone and it's just a smartphone with two cameras, right? Everyone has a smartphone mm-hmm. and it lets one of the main uh, use cases that we they've been talking like um, Bloomberg about what Tango is going to be used for is mapping the insides of buildings, right? Yeah. So people, you know, they're you're not going to really like you, you if you see someone with like their smartphone just walking around, you're not you, you might like think it's strange if they have it like up fr- uh, in front of them and they're just like scanning. Um, but you're not going to think it's any more like less more strange than someone having Google Glass, right? Yeah. You're just taking a selfie, like a, yeah, yeah, they could be taking a selfie for all you know, right? right. So. Uh, really clever way for, 
for Google to sneak this technology. It's a good point. You know, into yeah. mass market. The thing we're waiting for is an actual smartphone that uses it, which I think is what we're going to see when. So, uh, or Lenovo owns Motorola. Uh, they're supposed to be making the first Project Tango consumer phone. Put two and two together, we'll probably see it on June 9th. Um, and I guess we should also say that the new uh, Moto phones uh, got kind of announced. Yeah, uh, they Do you want did. to take this, yeah, through that? So that was a hectic morning for us um, because they were announced at press conference, the Moto G4 and the Mo- uh, Moto G4 Plus and yeah. the Moto G4 Play were announced at press conferences in India, Brazil, and apparently Mexico. Um, we aren't sure, uh, like this was much ahead of our embargo and mm-hmm. obviously of the event that most people thought they were going to be revealed at, mm-hmm. but the press conferences uh, by some reports were planned ahead, so we're not sure if it was just some sort of strange thing where they thought that the internet didn't exist, so that Guys. we would not see those <laughs> yeah. phones. It's, it's, it's called but, the World Wide Web for a reason, right? right? So it happened, and there was yeah. a flurry of news that was like kind of contradictory, but eventually we got the real scoop when they put out their press release for Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, now they're out there. So Canada's going to see the G4 Plus and Play, but not the G4 in the middle. Mm-hmm. What was the difference between those two devices for this event. Um, the G4 Plus is going to have a much better camera. It's going to have um, a better... I think this, the processor actually might be the same. Um, I think more storage, too. More storage, it's, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. 600 series Snapdragon. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was the difference. Yeah. So the Play is just going to be like the, the durable, less expensive version. But I think the regular Moto G... Moto G is the... F- a Snapdragon 400. Yeah. I think they're both 600 still, I think. Yeah, yeah. I wrong. think it's 617. Yeah, yeah 617. Yeah. 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 Which is pretty... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's mid-range, right? It's got its yeah. fingerprint you know, sensor. Even within the 600 series, there's the uh, 650 and 653, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, but sorry to interrupt. Continue. Um, yeah, no, it just looks like a really good, inexpensive phone. Like, from our estimates, it looks like it's going to be about 300 bucks, even for the G4 Plus. So, yeah. it looks like for what it is, uh, that's a great price, and that's pretty exciting. That was, that was the other thing. There's no, like, Canadian pricing. No. Included no. no. Yes. Uh, I use these phones and not have prices set for every region that you're, I don't know. I, I think they're waiting, you know, because the Canadian dollar just hit another six-week six low, so yeah. I think they're waiting... Uh, if they set the price now, and it continues to tumble down, because Prime Minister is elbowgate just happened. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, can't do anything while well. elbowgate is. Happening. I know, like his beautiful hair was saving the economy, and then this ha- happened, right? Like now it's all over. It's and all downhill from here. And that's downhill from here. You know, forget about the fire in Fort McMurray. Um, so yeah, I mean, coming at the end of uh, this summer, mm-hmm. or no, early early this summer for the G4 Plus, late this summer for the G4 Play. Yeah, so I mean, Motorola phones always great. Um, it's too bad they don't get more like, I think like attention because it's like the purest Android experience. Yeah, no, they're good budget <laughs> yeah. devices. Like they're, they're good. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, everyone I talk to has one. I mean, when I reviewed it, like I've you know they're fine. Yeah, you know they're yeah. not you know they're not gonna get like the best flagship experience, but like yeah. if you're on a tight budget and need like a good phone, does so, a job, yeah. it'll do it. Yeah. Right? So 
Um, so Jess, you wrote about all the Uber happenings this week. Uh, do you want to go over those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we talked a little bit last week about how Mississauga had taken a step to ban Uber until yeah. they could come up with a ride-sharing pilot program. And it looks like this week they've actually given Uber one week to halt all operations and they've threatened to remove that opportunity for a ride-sharing pilot program if they mm -hmm. don't. So mm -hmm. the company responded and it looks like um, they are committed to staying in Mississauga, however, because they actually have 100,000 riders there and over 5,000 drivers. But we'll see mm -hmm. how that plays out. Mm -hmm. And in a week, if they're not gone, we'll be back with more updates on how the city is going to handle that. Yeah. Oh um, but Uber actually released some interesting news this week also that's a little more fun. They actually released their first photo of a self-driving car prototype. <laughs> and it's actually a Ford Fusion hybrid. And though the company says that they're still a long way away from putting these on the streets, they're excited about the quote-unquote progress that they've been making. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Lyft actually the mm -hmm. first picture of what their car that their that show or GM is developing with them mm -hmm. also came out and it's a it's an electric Chevy Bolt with sensors yeah. on top. Yeah. So yeah. there's a race to the finish there for these ride sharing companies. Yeah, everyone's all of a sudden oh, gotta show what our uh, autonomous vehicle looks like <laughs> yeah. so that people remember we're making one. Hey, I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. <laughs> like these companies are making autonomous vehicles and it's like, here you go, we're making autonomous vehicle and we're gonna replace you driver soon, so don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that story that I did yesterday about the Google patent for like human flypaper. Oh yeah. yeah. The best, Please uh, talk about that. Autonomous yeah. vehicle thing I've ever seen. So it it's this thing the Google patent and as we know that it might not actually happen. This, this like these patents. Oh, but it get will happen. All the time. It's too cool. I hope it actually happens because it was kind of crazy. Um, so uh, it's this thing that goes on the front of autonomous vehicles that if it happens to the vehicle happens to hit a pedestrian, mm -hmm. it will crack and underneath the, the cover where it cracks, there is like human flypaper where the person will actually <laughs> stick to the car. Yeah. And there's like this awesome picture of someone getting hit by it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's horrible, but it's so funny at the same time. And it's probably the weirdest patent filing that I've ever seen. But it makes sense because supposedly the studies that show that uh, the amount of injuries that people sustain when they get hit by a vehicle come from secondary uh, impact, yeah, right? Impact, so yeah. it's not actually getting hit by the car. It's getting hit by the car, then... Uh, landing on, on the pavement or hitting a pole or running into another vehicle. The idea is that, I guess, physics-wise, when you when this thing when the vehicle hits someone, they just stick to the car, mm -hmm. and somehow <laughs> that prevents further injuries. Like, it's wouldn't funny. the stickiness run out? Or I, I think the idea is it's like an airbag. It's like a one oh, a, a one-time one use and sort of deal. Yeah. Some people are commenting in the comment section like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. It's just going to get your car covered with flies and dust." But the idea is that there's this. Like I was talking about, there's like this um, cover over top right. of the sticky thing mm -hmm. that uh, breaks when it impacts okay. something mm -hmm. or someone. Yeah. Um, and someone else pointed out, like, what happens if like you get stuck and then it like the car runs into yeah. you, the, you become a sandwich basically. Yeah. And someone was like, how how do you like if you're okay after you get hit, which you're probably not, you probably still sustained yeah. some sort of injury, not as bad as it could have been maybe. Yeah. How do you, how do you get off it like? You're just stuck to the hood of the car. You're stuck like, to the car, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that's kind of uh, interesting in a certain sense because if it's a, like, normally, you know, sometimes there's hit and runs where people yeah. just drive off and now, like, 
they can't really drive away because you're stuck to the That's front of their car, right? Like, that. so it it really is a smoking gun in those cases, That's right? That's true. Yeah. So Didn't think of that. Uh, it has like a lot of interesting applications. So you yeah. become a hood ornament. A hood <laughs> ornament. Yeah. Human yes. hood ornaments. You can rent them. Like, <laughs> the um, yeah. So I think that about covers it. Did I miss anything, guys? Um, not really. Uh, are we at shadows now? Oh, wait, yeah. did you do that Rome home thing? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, okay. Good. Rome home. Rome, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Fido Rome. Yes, yeah, so that came up this week. Um, Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Yeah, so as a Fido customer, I am very pleased and someone who's going on several trips soon. Um, thank you, Fido, for bringing that. Uh, and in case you don't know, uh, Fido Rome is just like uh, parent company Rogers Rome like home. Okay. Uh, so you pay if you go to the United States for a maximum of 10 days, um, mm-hmm. but you can roam more than that as long as it's within a, a monthly period. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pay $5 per day and you get your, uh, as long as you're on a Fido Pulse plant, you get your, um, your talk, text, and data bucket. Uh, to use while in the States. Uh, in more than 100 uh, destinations across the world, you pay $10, so maximum $50 or $100. So pretty expensive when you get down to uh, kind of brass tacks, but hey, it's better than nothing. And also better than the other travel plans they have, which are like $50 for 300 megabytes of data. Yeah, <laughs> like way better. You yeah. keep the same number too, right? Yeah. Because I use, um, use Romobility in the yeah. US all the time, and the plans are similar to that. Yeah. But it sucks because I, to a certain extent, because I have to use a specific US number. Yeah. So if like someone's trying to call me, like I've had situations where there's like a specific person I'm supposed to meet to get a ride into whatever city I'm in yeah and they're trying to call my Canadian number but I'm on my US number so for sure that definitely makes sense and in, also in roamability doesn't really work at SFO International that's true <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's, so it's T-Mobile right over there like I think it uses T-Mobile I think yeah. that's what it uses yeah. for whatever yeah. reason um, it's just bad there when I was the first time that I was there I guess two months ago and then I was back again later it didn't work the first time but it worked the, the second time yeah you, you said you had some yeah so it, it had a bit but once you once I got into San Francisco proper it like basically yeah, worked flawlessly yeah. um, so yeah if you're not on Fido or Rogers that's something to look into roamability if you're going to the States or Mexico um, so yeah but I think that's now we're officially every so shout out to Rose. Okay, I'd like to give my shout out to the new seamless update feature that is potentially well that is coming to Android and yes. but not for any current devices is what we've just heard. So definitely not for the Nexus devices that's that are currently on the market. That's what Google has stated. And I mean from there you can see that it like probably won't come to any of the current Samsung or HTC or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the cool what a buzz thing, kill. God. I know. <laughs> but what I love about it is, when I heard about how it works, I thought of like how sharks have two sides of their minds, and they are always keep swimming, but mm-hmm. they turn one off to go to sleep, oh. and then they rest it, and then they like wake that one up, and the other part of their brain turns off. I wish so, I could do that. Today I learned. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of how this Android N thing uh, works. So basically. It partitions the phone into two parts. One Mm -hmm. downloads the update and installs it. And the other part is your phone just, you know, going swimming in the ocean like a shark. Like, it's still live and uh, ready for you to, to, like, be working on. 
And then to just update, you just have to turn your phone off and on again, and the update's already there. Like, it's already updated. Well, Google, you may be invading our privacy, but you have some damn smart engineers. It's true. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, Matt? I'm still going to give it to Google because we forgot to mention that Chrome, you can now use Android. Oh, Chrome. good point. Yeah. Yes. Pretty awesome for people with Chromebooks. That Google is cool. Yes. Does anyone actually own a Chromebook? No, but but now tons of students do in the states. Like yeah, it's, it's really sure. popular there. And on top and of that, um, Android and solid beta program. Like I love what they're doing. They're releasing it really early, and it's actually like really stable. So yeah, I give them yeah. credit for that. Yeah, definitely. And you know the the Vulkan API is coming. Yes. So yeah, uh, Vulkan. Vulkan. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jess? Um, I would like to give my shout out to Minority VR for being one of the only Canadian oh, components. Still Patrick's. Of See? No, no, that's a good one, yeah. For being one of the only Canadian components of Google I.O. the other day, they are a Montreal based video game developer, subsidiary of Minority Media, that actually has plans to release one of the first Android virtual virtual reality experiences for Daydream. So congratulations That's to them. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so yeah, my shout out as expected is to the Motorola Razor. Yeah. Yes. That I'm looking forward to getting back so I can I can relive my my high school days with my super cool phone that can cut butter and bread and stuff. Yeah. We're gonna uh, need you to grow your hair out again. Yeah. 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 I, I will. Maybe I'll, I'll grow cast the, you in the next commercial. Yeah. <laughs> they should have cast me. Um, I did look pretty much exactly like that guy in that, in that commercial. So. Yeah. Uh. So. My uh, my shoutouts are nowhere near as cool as yours, guys. So uh, shout out to the TTC uh, yesterday. If you lived in the West End, you knew that the uh, there was a fire at Jane Station because someone set one of the subway cars on fire or something. How, how did you do that? How did you I, set a subway car on fire? Or there was a I just don't know. Like so I think maybe it broke down. Oh, okay. uh, so. Thank you, TTC, for helping me achieve my fitness goals. Uh, I walked 20,000 steps by the end of that night. Uh, But more realistically, shout out to the Toronto politicians who would rather repair and spend billions of dollars repairing the gardener instead of investing in TTC infrastructure. Sick burn. (laughs) Uh, And on that note, thank you uh, for listening to the Syrupcast this week. Have an amazing long weekend, uh, and we'll catch you all next week. See ya. See ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.